And so does so. I want to see. I want to see too. Here I come to save the day. Sounding like you're a droid having a processing <laughs> issue. And not Darth Spider. Like, let him breathe. Man. Let him breathe. Let him come to you. And then Dark Souls is like, fine. Campfires. Pussies. They don't need good PR. They are good caring. Master, have you ever had a flock mark set on your face? Podcast. Try Podcast number eight. <clears throat> number eighty. Number eighty, man. What was podcast number seventy-nine? Podcast number seventy-nine was the inaugural uh, run of a new podcast starring Big Brother and myself, one Matthew Bucherell, the Matt Man, called Lug Nuts. It's not up on the podcast site yet. We did go live and had you, as well as my buddy Corey, engaged in the conversation. And that's yet, yet another one. It's a car podcast, man. He went through, combed through the muck and the dirt of the news in the automotive realm and came up with a bunch of great stories. I, of course, in the Triforce podcast, which is this podcast, by the way, and yes, I am Matthew Beagle, the Batman. To my left is one Christopher Bisto, the old man. And to my right is Stephen B. Carell, big brother. And we don't uh, see 78 on there yet, so. Yeah, I was a bit behind, but I'm going to be uploading everything to the website and doing the other all the other stuff. Um, it is up on the YouTube and on the SoundCloud Podcast 78, which, if you don't know, I had a bunch of problems getting in there. Oh, my God. Between me and the old, uh, the old man and myself, uh, we definitely we definitely overcame all the problems, but uh, it was a, it was a I was riding the struggle bus, man. You cowered in the corner and crying like a little skin, uh, like a, a schoolgirl with a skinned knee. I, yes. yes. I, I just, I put on my Hey, give me your remote code. Yeah, you, you put on your big bitch. girl pants, and you you did Supergirl the shit out of that. So I will say that is a good bravo to you. Hey, hey, I mighty mouse that shit. <laughs> Here I come to save the day. <laughs> mighty mouse. I mean, it's the first and hopefully last time I ever hear you compare yourself to Mighty Mouse. But that's all. Link, it's a, it's a long stop being mountain. afraid of the cord and come, come here. On. No, there's cords everywhere. It's a hurdle. We know. We know. You I can't touch over. the cord, man. You don't understand. It's the waves. I'm leaving. Okay. All right. Well, Link uh, is. <laughs> While Link tries to find a way over to me, because <laughs> ultimately he's we, still debating it. <laughs> he's still considering. Yeah, we know what. We he's trying to walk around. He's like, no, nah, that's not gonna work. Uh, there's a cord over there. There's a cord over there. He's really. I'm confused. scared of all these cords. Yeah, he's I think really I'll just confused. stand here next to the French fry man. <laughs> I'm and pretty course, sure he's still got French fries. And kick the cords with your foot there, and give him a little walking path there. There, come on, Bubba. <laughs> All right. Crisis averted. Crisis averted. Link is in the podcast. Get your cute little ass over here. Jesus Christ. This is what I got to deal with. But you can also, after today, go to pjwh.com. Find all of our content. You can get the links there for all our social medias in the interwebs. In the interwebs. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally getting to that. So what you, what did you get? You get you guys get anything good for Christmas? So I got him. Oh, and I already obviously I showed you what he got me, and uh, as well as my pillow. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> I 
This is not a paid advertisement. This is not a paid advertisement, but I could This is not, a testimonial. Uh, yeah, I could not imagine that a pillow could change my life entirely. But my pillow has given me literally heaven like sleep. It's the perfect pillow. Yeah, you're not too soft, you're not too hard, giggity. You're right there in the middle, Clefloigan. And your Guggenkoppen hyphen levels are very equal. This is your very own Cody Loss and the Three Bears. Yeah, man. This is your very own it story. Just this, right. This I have had just many pillows. Right. I have had many pillows, but I, I suggest you try my pillow. Not my pillow. I mean my pillow. Don't take my pillow. Well, you'll get cut that way. But you don't take try my out pillow. The, pillow. The product. My my, my pillow. Yeah. Link's Not very, my, my pillow. Link will bite. Link's you. very fond of it as well. Yeah. M- m- Link will bite you if you try to take my pillow. But go to the website and buy your own my pillow. There we go. Um, as well, I got him death stranding. You played yeah. a little bit of that. Holy shit! I will admit, it is fucking weird. It's. It Japanese. I think he's been doing like mushrooms or drinking radioactive <laughs> waste or something because they got like these babies and they're like it's this death thing and it's very bizarre. Yeah. Death is stranding you and a very you yeah, a very early mission. You have uh, you go out into the open world is your first real mission and after about hours. And hours and hours of cutscenes and dialogue, yeah, and dialogue. So you physically play and dialogue. One day, yeah. once you get to the fifteen minutes of gameplay, it actually is pretty fun. Yeah, one day, I came down. The batteries of remote mysteriously had gone dead. So I'm like, weird, right? How did that happen? Yeah. So I'm like, well. I'll have my coffee and bagel and I'll watch Death Stranding. I had I ate a whole coffee and a bagel, the two cups of coffee, that's, and that's, I was still watching cinema. That's ninety-three that's ninety-three octane for you. Look, that's like <laughs> there, there is a reason why I call him the Quentin Tarantino of gaming. And as weird as that game is, because you'll have the stranding in this early episode, you walk out into the green, and you're like, all right, well, you got to get over this river to get over to the incinerator. And you're like, well, how am I going to do this? And you see Igor, and there's a, a ladder across it, and you can give it a like. Man, Link, you're just going to town on my arm here. Oh, yeah, man. I should have oh. called him Lick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if it gets too kinky, just say say the word rough, and he'll stop. Um, what's the safe word? Rough. Rough? Rough, yeah. Uh, he says you're not, not done, done, sir. Yeah, I did not give you, you permission. So, <laughs> like, let him breathe, man. Let him breathe. Let him come to you. Let him come to you. Play hard to get. <laughs> As he jumps on my arm. <laughs> I'll get the good stuff. Kinky dog aside. The, uh... <clears throat> the Death Strandings, uh, you you go across it, and then there's different people that are like they'll leave like ropes and ladders and stuff to help you get to your objective really quick. So you, you you, eventually, you can like you can climb up ladders and you can add ladders and yeah stuff. It's generally a game about balance. You have this little guy and you're just walking him along this little path, and that's it. I still stand by Domino Stranding. 
And yeah. yeah. You are a yeah. courier. You're just a delivery guy. You work for UPS in the future. And you're just, your first mission, take your dead mother's body up a mountain. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if you don't, let me just go and strap this 150 kilogram person to your back. And, uh, oh, by the right, way. Go ahead. Don't get killed by the strap. By the way, if you take too long, she's going to explode. Yeah. Leave and kill the entire city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you gotta get Is up that to the top. And you get up to the top, you incinerate your mom, and he doesn't want to get rid of the baby. He doesn't want to get rid of the baby because he's like, ah, the baby's kind of cute. Right? <laughs> and he's just like, ah, I don't want to kill the baby. It's kind of cute. You're like, you gotta get rid of attachments, man. He's like, yeah, but it's a cute baby. This is like so he keeps three hours of cinema. The stranding conversation. is coming in on him. And he's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, man. I'm gonna use the BB to let me know where they're at. And of course, old fucking Hercules over here wants to go and sprint right to the finish. <laughs> right I, didn't the know, I didn't know what says, all the mechanics were crouch. just yet. Well, if it tells you how to... It, hey, you may want to crouch here. Probably want to go sleuthy, right? So, I got a really good sense of how the stranding attack by watching him play. And they'll shoot down a missile, and then it's just like oil surrounds you. And then you're like walking through the oil, trudging. You have a little stamina meter, and these little oiled corpses just try to drag you down to hell. And you got to like, like beat them back. And then, once, if one of the corpses did, they do grab you and pull you down. They zip you across the land in the opposite direction you're going, by the way. And this big, giant octopus thing comes out, and it tries to kill you. And all you have to do is get to the edge. And so they add a couple hurdles in there. And, of course, the other once game... You, once you go one place, you don't ever, ever want to go back. And yeah, but your job is to connect no. America. And it, for what it is, really interesting premise... It's really far out there game. If you're into that kind of like, you know, Jap- you got to be a Japanese fan, honestly. And then the magic more. You got to be. A, you got to be a Kojima fan, really, to really yeah. appreciate it. Kojima had to be doing like mushrooms or drinking radioactive yeah. water. You'll or see different like, stars in it, like Guillermo del Toro. You'll see, uh, um, <coughs> uh, uh, yeah, Michael Madsen, uh, Jeff Keighley, and Conan O'Brien. You'll see Coco. You'll get an otter hat. We reported. From Coco, which lets you swim like an otter. And there's a lot of really weird shit in that game, okay. man. It's a really strange game. But the other game was Far Cry. Yes, Far Cry. New Dawn. Really good game. Very pink. Very, very like pink. Like neon pink. A lot of Everywhere. stuff that's pink. Here's our secret base. You know what make it great? Neon pink tank. <laughs> Get to it, Charlie. Like, you got it, boss. They'll never see the neon pink. <laughs> like, okay, where are we going? Maybe that pink ass tower over there, man. That'd be a good place. I see a bullet tower on our, on our map. Where are we going to go? I'd go for the pink place. Yeah, that's probably where we got to be. Well, I need a glowing icon above it to tell me that's where I need to go. No quest marker needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right there. Follow the pink tower. No quest marker needed. There's the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I, I was weak. I went on Steam. <laughs> Steam for Kelly. Um, I went on Steam and I actually I bought Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. It was on sale, 39, uh, 39 bucks. And I bought it. I started playing in the beginning. 
I love the prosthetic samurai attachment to where, hey, you get these, you get Shinobi items, come on back. I'll go ahead and add them on there for you. And you got your nice sword combat. Kind of reminds me of, like, uh, Fallen Order. So it's along that kind of born Fallen Order Souls kind of game to have. That's really what it is, because not all of them are going to be as pristine as Dark Souls. Dark Souls is a whole Dark Souls other animal. One. You know? It's a whole other animal. But I think that with the advent of that kind of game, it brings in... It's Not all of them are going to be as punishing as Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. because it's that kind of game doesn't mean that you're going to get your, your testicles stomped on and whipped by a dominatrix. Okay? That more so in the first game than the second Dark Souls game, because in those games it got easier the more you got. Demon started. Souls was the one that was like, no, one play yeah. Yeah, one, one you, didn't, you couldn't save. You die, you go back. You couldn't, and there's people who stream it online today. Yeah. And then Dark Souls was like, fine, campfires, pussies. And then everybody <laughs> loved it. Like, Thank you. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to enjoy this. But really good premise for a game. And I like those I like those kinds of games. So I'm going to give Sekiro a shout out there. Okay. And uh, I recently saw the monster that is your gaming PC, Giggity. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I7. What is that? A 7400? I think so. And the RTX 2000? Uh, 2080, yeah. Or 2080, my damn vision. But, yeah, all the ray tracing and beautiful glory. All those mods that you'll be able to... He'll be able to play the ray tracing glory of Minecraft. Yay. That's going to be um, the first thing you do, right? Probably be the easiest thing that you can just kind of load up real quick to try it out. Maybe. I mean, it would be kind of cool. See how um, wife got me the smartwatch. Nice. So, nice. And then... Um, you know, because this was a high dollar item, I didn't really get. Because she can't be with you twenty four hours a day, so you got to have something smart around you. <laughs> Anything smarter? Than that me? one's for you. I had to. Yeah, you know, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Your wife is gonna like me that much more. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. A lot of people getting them smart watches, man. A lot of people get that. Um, I've, I've always wanted one just because, and it, it helps me because... Um, I mean, I've especially seen, like, the uh, one ba- uh, salesman at work who used to be a valet, Jeremy, he was, you know, texting with it, and he has different stuff. To yeah, I mean, out. I can text with it. It measures my heart rate, measures my sleep. I know the Fitbit uh, would measure through your heart, through your blood pressure or your heartbeat, mm-hmm. whether you're, it could tell whether you're going to have a heart attack or not. So I heard I knew of one person who the Fitbit uh, got them to the doctor in time because it said go to the doc like you're you're gonna have a heart attack and die. <laughs> you might so, die. Go to the doctor. You're gonna die now. You might well, wanna. It's 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 the so, so what, they went and what what notification tone do you use for your death alert? I would use the Imperial March. No, because that I walked into that on my <laughs> wedding and the reception that was awesome. My wife and I walked in. Not going to make that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to make that. But, I don't know. Me, I would use the Imperial March or. um, I would use Claptraps. We're all going to die. That's what it sounds like. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. Oh, no. We're all going to die. I can't make the TARDIS because that's a a notification on my phone. And then I wouldn't know. Am I going to die or is it it just an email? Or you could just be. (laughs) Snake. 
Snake! <laughs> I couldn't go for that one. Because uh, my, my dad's text tone is the uh, codex. That's my ringtone, yeah. His is the vats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm very very nerdy with my ringtones. That actually is a really good uh, app to get on your phone, is nerdy ringtones for Android iPhone suckers. Um, yeah, that's one reason why I love Android. Just to I, go off on a tangent here in the beginning. I, ju- I well, I just like making my own ringtones. That's just easy. Sorry, it's our 80th podcast. We can do whatever we want. Yes. So, um, obviously, pjwh.com, but we're going to go into the nerdy news, starting off with one man, Zack Snyder, while he is in the news saying that Justice League is complete. He is also working on a little project with Netflix and anime. So Netflix is partnering up with Snyder uh, to create an untitled anime series centered around Norse mythology with help from Jay Olivia uh, for, of his partner from the 300 movie and okay. Justice League well uh, acquainted with Zack. Now Zack Snyder is currently working on uh, the Army of the Dead movie okay. on Netflix which he did the Day of the Dead Remake, and he's doing that. So he's off on the, his zombie kick, and he's going to come back to this. But still, not a lot of details or any word of a release date. However, a good Norse mythology give me Loki and Odin and Hela. Give me a nice Norse anime, especially in kind of like how they've been doing with Dragon Prince and yeah. Uh, Los Amanos or that uh, Spanish gr- anime they yeah, released. Give me a gritty anime. Nice Norse that. anime I think could do Netflix's library real good. That's why in the beginning when Disney announced their split with Netflix, I was a little bit worried, but now I'm like, Netflix is they're gonna be fine. Yeah, because they're pulling up all the all the independents that were like left out. Yeah, that Disney pulled their their uh, catalog back. Come on over mm-hmm. here. You can have it a nice gives- home. It gives a bunch of Fiji, give you bacon and companies that want to produce some content out there. Best fed person in this entire house is this guy right here. He is. Okay. I'm not discredit that. Yeah, but I'm really looking forward to that. Netflix putting a big push on anime, and I think that's one of the strong points. Is there's a lot of anime for kids as well as adults on there. Um, and a lot of original stuff coming out of them. Now, another anime source is this next story, Toonami. Toonami has actually uh, released their first scheduled promo for 2020 season. Promo shows off, um, scroll down here, you'll actually, it's a Twitter thing you can play. Wow, right there. Scroll. Yeah, it did. Uh, you have to give me a minute. Oh, right, you're on that uh, phone thing. I am doing this with just one. The computer hand. is so yeah, hard, guy. far away. <laughs> uh, there we go. Doctor Stone, One Punch Man, as well as My Hero Academia, Fire Force, Food Wars, Demon Slayer, Black Clover, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind, Naruto Shippuden, The Promised Neverland, and Attack on Titan is their lineup for 2020, which is a power-packed. Show obviously Doctor Stone, One Punch Man, too close to my heart right there. Fire Force is really good, man. It's I, I have the excellent. I have Toonami, so I was gonna yeah. watch that when I can. And Naruto Shippuden, The Promised Neverland. It took me a while to get around to that one, but that is a really good anime. Attack on Titan is just 
launching everything forward with that because with the discover discovery of another island uh, on the island that they are on, there's like a whole other world that was developing outside of their technology, and it was a big plot development. Spoiler alert. Um, but My Hero Academia, how do you feel? I've been asking certain fans, how do you feel about the recent movie that they said they're releasing, which is a future film? It's set in the future, right as they're about to graduate. And for for yeah, yeah, for um, my hero, yeah. I, because there's the one villain that can take Deku's power. Yeah, I'm, I'm. It's a little bit too much, too much anxiety for me to even think about right now because Deku's my, he's my man. He's, and then this is when he's got all his you know eggs lined up. He's already a bad Billy badass as it is, but he's just like more experienced by the time he goes to graduate. <sighs> I want to see it, but I don't. I'm a little bit conflicted. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with the side with you on that one. I'm because I don't want to see that right now. Like uh, Baruto, the first minutes of the show, episode one, you see aged Baruto against the guy that you're not gonna see for a while. He's got all his shinobi power, and you're like, oh, that drives it. This, no, I don't want to see that. This is a completely separate uh, kind of situation in an anime. To, you know what I mean? Uh, Where with my hero, you're learning and growing with these heroes. I don't want to think about how they've already perfected their powers in the, in the future. I like to see like uh, visions of the past, to, like with All Might in the first movie. That was great. You want to see them organically grow with the character. That's what you want. Yeah, I don't want to flash forward and spoil the surprise. Yeah, I know. Full Cowling is gonna he's gonna master all that, and he's probably gonna have a lot of great tricks up his sleeve, but. I don't want to see that yet. Yeah, but what if he flashes forward and you don't see the powers in use? And uh, make for you only see like you only see like the action movie, really. No, but you only see the action like to like to use them, but you don't actually see them being used. I mean, I kind of feel like they're going to be using this as a, here's a, his last villain that he faces before he graduates. To where that's really where you should kind of end off the series, really. If you're planning for a full narrative arc, that's where you should end the series. To where this may just mean, like, no, it's going to be like Naruto, and then he's just going to keep on going. It's just this a just new chapter in his life. A new chapter that they're just highlighting now. To where that could be something that we see in the future. So just keep an eye out on it, like this one, not the ad. But a little thing hit the internet that's rivaling Baby Yoda, which is Baby Sonic. Play that beautiful bean footage there. This is an international trailer from Japan. And... Yeah, there we go. Scroll up a little. There we go. So, here we see the uh, Green Hill Zone. And it's the normal trailer that you thought you started to see. And then it shows a baby Sonic. How adorable is that? Hmm. Little pint-sized ball of joy. And... All of it is in Japanese right now. He's holding a sunflower. I see. And there's going to be a little Sonic keychain, probably specifically to Japan, if I had to add. Yes. But uh, the Twitter, uh, Paramount Pictures put this on the Japanese Twitter account. And they said it's going to delve more into the character's origin story. So, baby Sonic keychains. Sonic. Origin stories right in there. I mean, they're really kind of. Going full force on this, especially since they delayed it from November to February. I really see this as going to be a hit 
Well, I also think they need some good PR because of that studio that got shut down. They don't need good PR. They have Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim, call me. <laughs> There's a chance, right? Right? <laughs> sure. That's just uh, slightly elusive as Bill Murray. Oh, there's a chance for this happening, though. Mark Hamill. If you were like me, you finished The Witcher Season 1, and it was amazing. Um, yeah. No. The promise of Season 2. It was two, amazing. The promise of Season 2 is looking good, because you hear the name Vesemir. Now, you know and I know from the games, Vesemir is like his father figure who showed him how to be a Witcher. I got Linda's buy-in. She's actually going to watch it with me. Nice. And that's a good, it's a good watch. Because she watched Game of Thrones, so she's going to watch this. Yeah, and obviously they set up the series because next season it's Siri being trained, just like in the books and in the games, Siri's being trained by uh, Vesemir, and Yennefer will get in there to try to teach her the magic and all the ancient yep. sorcery. And it goes right along the whole lore. It's only perfect to have Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill, play the grizzled Jedi Master of Witcherism, if it were. Fire Lord Ozai. And, scroll down, you'll see why I think Lauren Hersrich, the showrunner, will actually probably pay attention to this. So, Mark Hamill says that he uh, still has no idea what it is or what it's about, <laughs> but I do know that uh, they haven't asked me to play Vesemir yet. Hashtag call my agent. <laughs> he has no idea what The Witcher is about. Scroll down. They do have another one. Keep going. They have no up a little bit. They have a, a the vi a picture of his chat with Linda. No, I guess it isn't in this. Not one. on this page. But Linda Hashin, uh, she ended up uh, having a Twitter. Um, post about how Vesemir is fatherly, wise, spiritly ancient and the Star Wars club replied to her that it should be Mark Hamill and Mark Hamill just came back saying like I don't know what it is but I'd like it and I really want to see Mark Hamill as Vesemir in season 2 regardless of who they end up getting play, it played, season 2 is going to be big <laughs> and we're seeing it next year. I'm so glad that uh, I mean we talked about it Last podcast, but Henry Cavill. Oh yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. perfect. I, you know, he's perfect for it. But the fact that he's yeah. also like, I teased the window about it. Be like, you know, he's a gamer, right? PC Master Race. He's played repeatedly beat the Witcher series, and The Witcher actually getting a big uptick in. Um, uh, Plays Witcher Three on Steam more than it did when it came when out. When it first came out, and it's, also got, it's also got uh, most. I think it's most downloaded on Switch as well because it's available there. Yeah, it's on. Um, it's really downscaled though. It's downscaled. Yeah, I know five forty, but but the, if you get like I have it on it's PC, portable. if you get it on PC, it is so good visually with the leather and the weather. I'm just staying right there. Because that rhymes. We'll go on to the next story, which is not Mark Hamill, but the Force is strong with this one. Yes. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. We all know the Disney Plus series is coming. And in this series, the show is reportedly casting a younger Luke Skywalker. We're talking child actor level, according to their sources. Why so we're going to see a little, another little 
baby just, Anna, uh, baby Skywalker walking around here. But I'm not sure how involved his character is going to be. He could just be like a side secondary character. He may not be a main character in it. But I would like to see that even as like a yeah, little cameo. We already know what happens to Uncle Owen and Aunt Veru. Like, like, let's just leave it alone. Like, let him be a background character with minimum screen time. We don't, don't need anything. Just have him be a shadow looking at the double sun. So, me? Hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, it, Obi-Wan? It was, this is, uh, thanks for turning in, Joe. Thank you for the little, uh, uh, I, literally the same thing happened that happened on the live podcast. It probably happened on the last podcast, mm-hmm. too, because I never set the microphone from the uh, laptop to the camera. I heard you clear as day. Well, that's because we were both sitting like right over the uh, the mic. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't cover it with my hand. And yeah, <laughs> so now yeah, I covered it with the hand. It stayed in front of the green yeah. screen. Live, like multiple errors. Live <laughs> on the air, and uh, now you can hear me because I am literally the loudest person in the room. There is no goddamn way in hell you should not be able to hear me. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life before this podcast. So, Obi-Wan Kenobi, also, stay on that article. Um, ah. oh, you mook. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the big thing that I wanted to point out to this, it's taking place eight years after the event, uh, events of Red, Revenge of the Sith. It's said to have that child actor playing young Luke Skywalker. No word on whether he'll have a major role. The rumors are saying that Ewan McGregor is not the only person coming back. Potentially. Hayden Christensen as a flashback Anakin making certain little uh, appearances having Hayden Christensen back would be a nice little nod to where he could be like I remember when me and Anakin said, sat there at the bar one time like master have you ever had a flocknark set on your face no Anakin never I mean by the way I have the high ground <laughs> <laughs> maybe not for that Specific, a whole new definition of high ground. Yeah, maybe not to that specific um, account, but having that would be cool, as well as Darth Maul. Darth Maul said to be making a surprise little appearance in here, and hence why, if you scroll down, you see surprise the anymore. different concept arts of Darth Maul, where this is like fan art, but you see a bunch of different... Um, a bunch of different iterations of him. Just Close that ad before they sue us. Yeah. We do not mention you. And yes, like we will not mention why we don't want it. Yeah, Metro. I would much rather see Metro. I like that one. That one's more along the lines of like episode yeah. episode one. I'd want to see more along uh, the older ones or the other ones down the line here. Um, Whoa! Not, not, Whoa. not Darth Spider. Okay. That's not the Spider-Man we're looking for. spider Mall. spider Mall. spider Can't sing anymore because we'll get sued. And uh, No, we love Disney. Yeah, we do love Disney. And uh, that's kind of like a family guy character with the peg legs. Yep. Um, that's just a little bit murdery. Um, a little bit too heavy metal, Daft Punk. Dexter. Yeah, maybe yeah, not the a hair. A little bit too emo. We're you're go, we're going through your rough phase. File them down. Maybe right. we could not do the hair. Stop listening to Marilyn Manson. Stop listening. Okay, you're kind of all right. We're getting there. It's we're getting there. Just the face. Okay, I like that one. All right, I'm I'm liking that one. I'm liking this one too. Really, Seth. 
really the same thing elegant. except he's wearing a shirt. Yeah, that same one thing, a little bit more rebel, you know, bigger in the horns, but um, I'm so really like his body is loud. cut in half. How does he remove waste from his body? That's what that little lower part does. It's all the magic machines. I'm sure there's like a digestive colon in there somewhere, a mechanical colon. Or a, I mean, depends on where he got them cut off. Really? Yeah. It really does depend on how low does it. How go? low was he cut? We'll have to look it's through like, the original. See, that uh, one goes all the way up here. I'm pretty sure it was like right in half. So it's probably right it's around probably the right he here. Got so so hypothetically, he just could have like probably missed the liver. Force power, his legs are laying right next to him. And like, you know, he could have been like, sew the shit back on. <laughs> and at least Lieutenant Dan was left with a dick. This man has no dick. That's why he's so angry. No, he's just angry. Why are you so angry? I don't have a dick! You chopped it in half! What's your point? My entire species is gone now! <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's uh, not. They're there. It'll be fine. <clears throat> Here with my yes, phone ball. Uh, but yeah, he did actually in uh, Clone Wars or Rebels? Rebels, it was. Robo Dick. <laughs> uh, in Rebels, he did actually kill. It was a very quick fight, but he did kill Darth Maul Rebels. But that's supposedly canon now, but maybe we'll see something else uh, involving that. But this one gets me excited. This made me so happy. Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker made a certain Sith Lord canon, and it was in a very subtle yet elegant way. Not only this Sith Lord, which is the main push of the, ti of the title of this whole article, but a bunch of other Sith Lords that I think people will find interesting. So, Star Wars, which each, each of the red Sith troopers, they had legions of them, but they were all named after old Sith Lords, like the third, Revan Legion. Oh, you know him and love him from Knights of the Old Republic. Darth Revan is now canon, even though the game is still not. You have a Darth Revan, link, leaving that open for Disney to say, oh, you want to know about Darth Revan? How about I make a movie about him? I'll make, okay. make a trilogy. And a Disney Plus series. I'm like, yes, please. And then slap it <laughs> all over my face. And then run for the games. Yeah. 100%. And here's the interesting part. Revan was not the only name mentioned, as well as Sith Lords and... And Didi? And Didi? You're Any sounding doo -doo? like you're a droid having a processing <laughs> issue. Any doo doo? Uh, Any doo doo. Darth Tennis, Temperus, Phobos, and DeSalos. Phobos and DeSalos. You know where you know them from? The Force Unleashed. They you were both babbling? Sith appeared in Force Unleashed. So the Force Unleashed and Revan are acknowledged in the names of the Sith Troopers. So each Trooper Legion had their different names, so those Sith Lords still canon. Even though the games are kind of like, I guess you could call a different multiverse if it were. Mm, yeah, we can but multiverse. they're still in the mythos, so they're still there to be explored, which is the interesting thing about it. Hmm. And that another little tie into the games is like that that hammerhead cruisers in this article. Oh, yeah. that was first introduced in that game played a pivotal role in Rogue One. Absolutely, 
And, I mean, The Rise of Skywalker, I, I cannot rave about that enough. As much as people hated on it, I was listening to uh, The Fat Man Beyond. And, of course, the ultimate hater of anything, Mark Bernard had major pro- had problems with Rise of Skywalker. I haven't finished the podcast, but he has a problem with everything. He's a writer. Obviously, he's looking at it in a different way than most everybody yeah. is. The points he makes like are are interesting to where uh, like a certain point at the end of the movie, the motivation was different, and he compares it to like Endgame. So he does a lot of comparisons to where it's not really relevant. But check out that podcast if you want to look at an in-depth look at the spoiler-wise into the, his pessimistic view. But I still all in all see it as a great Star Wars, Star Wars movie. I'm just glad that we have the Star Wars franchise. You know, new Star Wars. I'm gonna go see. Yeah. Well, this one, Mandalorian, has a hundred percent score. On Rotten Tomatoes. How often do they give that 100%? Never! Well, it is rare. Never, it, it is rare. It is a really, really, really rare that you see 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Especially since Rise of Skywalker, which I just got done blowing, got a 57. And this gets 100%. John Favreau, you brilliant motherfucker. Do you know what role he was in the movie? In the series, rather? Because you know he always inserts himself in there like Quentin Tarantino. The heavy Mandalorian that's giving Mando shit in the beginning, trying to take off his helmet, that's Jon Favreau. Ah, okay. I noticed by his voice. So, so Favreau is just amazing. So, you look at his body of work. Like, outside. Well, no, no. Let's let's just... (laughs) Iron Man. Let's just go back. 2004, he made a Christmas movie. What movie did he make? Yeah, he made uh, the Will Ferrell, um, and it's a it's a classic. Yeah. It's Elf, Elf. Yeah, no one said he could do it. He did it. He did, and he was an amazing. And it, it is now it's now it's a staple in everybody's home. I know him. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> and then, and then, he launched the MCU. Yeah, he did with Iron Man and Kevin Feige. It was so great. And uh, Jason Sudeikis as a stormtrooper. That was Jason Sudeikis. Was uh, that was the infamous uh, back and forth? Yeah, when they were talking about looking at it. So fucking great. Why don't you pull it out? I don't want to look at it. <laughs> you just want to look at it. I don't know what happened. Oh there. my gosh, I don't know either. CBR.com. But I really enjoyed the Mandalorian through and through. Then what they did is they promised that by the end of the season it'll set up season two. It sets up season two perfectly. You ever seen a good pass spiral? It was that. Yeah, that was Mandalorian. I saw that <laughs> when perfect the Phil clinched the NFC East and go into the playoffs okay. and eliminated the Cowboys. It was the process. perfect throw. That's exactly what the, the Mandalorian first season was, and the second season already in production, as, as well as the supposed secret one. This is the perfect thing. This is how John Favreau announces season two of the Mandalorian is coming, fall twenty twenty. And a lot of people can't wait until then. But are we well, you're going to have to. These uh, things are called the Grimorian, and you know them from the scene at Jabba the Hutt's palace in uh, Return of the Jedi. The guard. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's one of those things that it's another alien race that's just going to come back up, go back up to the uh, picture. That's it. 
And uh, it's one of those alien races that's going to just appear in there. Like the blue, uh, the blue hair girl with the tentacles yeah. that was with Bill Burr. Amazing how they just add these people in. It's just a normal part of the narrative. Weeks. Just who? Ty Weeks. Oh, yeah, Ty, Ty, Ty Weeks. But I really enjoyed that. Uh, really okay. got to see the next movie as well because one Ryan Reynolds confirms that a certain movie is in the works at Disney, which is Deadpool 3. I am so happy for this. He reported live on Kelly and Ryan that um, Deadpool 3 is in the works at Marvel, and they have the whole team working on it, and it's Marvel now, so it's like the big league, so it's like a whole different ballgame. And I really think that with Kevin Feige producing, it's the producer of the first two Deadpool movies stepped step aside, and now Kevin Feige is producing this Deadpool 3 movie. So I really have a lot of faith in him, especially since he did a um, like an inside the actor studio. It was like a, him and this acting, you know, Hollywood a acting teacher, yeah. and he was all these students would constantly ask him a bunch of questions. I got a whole newfound respect for him after watching that hour long thing because he really goes in depth and saying that plus? there's a different. Um, Another character, a new, brand new character that's going to be at least one or two of them that's going to be introduced in Doctor Strange, Multiverse and Madness on so, Disney Plus. Yeah, he uh, lived or no, the Multiverse and Madness is the movie. No, no, I mean the the the, the, the no, I don't know. That's not on Disney Plus. It was uh, I saw it on comicbook.com. Okay, but the article's out there. But he is it go, goes through a bunch of like his uh, different struggles and stuff and the um, whole during the whole process. Really good in depth. I mean, he, you know, Ryan's got a, a surefire hit with Deadpool one and two. I mean, they made seven hundred eighty million dollars. Yeah, around the globe. So, oh yeah, I mean, it, and it was the the box office. It made itself in each box one made seven hundred eighty. Yeah, in history, made the box office for the you know highest grossing rated R movie. I'm, I mean, I gotta say that was before Joker. Yeah, mm. because Joker toppled it, but. I mean, besides that, I think Deadpool 3, having the rated R title and having Kevin Feige behind it only spells good things because I really hope we get our true psychopathic Burke with a mouth. Next story. People were sad when they, they found out that this guy was not getting a Hulu TV series. Of course, I'm talking about Ghost Rider. Oh, that's a shame. So whether Robbie Reyes or uh, any of the other Ghost Rider are going to be involved in this, one thing is is very much known. Daniel Reichman is a reliable industry insider. He tweeted out that no news coming and not a tease. I just heard that Feige really wanted him, Ghost Rider, in the MCU. So something for sure is going to happen with Ghost Rider in the MCU. Only a matter of time. So, and that's a good that's a good point. He's a really good anti-hero, and you don't know which iteration of him you're going to get. Because you could even go Cosmic Ghost Rider. You don't necessarily have to go the Robbie Reyes route. You could go, you know, any Punisher as the Ghost Rider. You can go anywhere in the comic series. Especially, give me like a what if. Uh, not our end segment, the Marvel series. What yeah. if. <laughs> of, a, like, you know, Spider-Man yeah, not that Punisher that or something. Or, or a Spider-Man Ghost Rider or whatever. But, like, give me some of that in there as well. Okay. 
But I, I'm really excited to see Ghost Rider come and all the properties start to converge into one. Because now it's going to be anything TV that we get Marvel is going to be tied in with the movie Marvel. And you're going to have a deeper interconnected uh, feel for these My only concern is that the space will get crowded very quick. So now, now they can, the way they, they shuffle the content and, and stage everything <coughs> will be key. Yeah, especially for the the Disney Plus series is that that are going to TV. Um, for those obscure characters, you can have them have their stories brought out in a TV format a little bit more effect, uh, effectively yeah. instead of just giving them a two hour backstory. Yeah, well, that, and that's why they went with the Obi Wan Disney Plus series instead of the movies because. One, it's six hour long episodes, and that's equating out to like a movie trilogy, really. Yeah. But it's giving you more time with the character and letting it breathe. <laughs> I don't say that often. But, uh, <laughs> man, you threw me off when you said I know. That. Um, that's all it takes. Um, no, it's, but the, the cadence in, like, in action points and steps and delivering the, the story content is different. In a TV series, because as we seen we seen with the Mandalorian, yeah, you don't have to speak a lot in order for that in order for what yeah. what is spoken to have weight. Well, you could tell with the Mandalorian because of his body language and you know just what little voice he did add. It was just the perfect role. Uh, Pedro Pascal or Oberyn Martell, if you know him from Game of Thrones, he just he died without a helmet. Now he won't take it off, <laughs> and. <laughs> uh, I really am really happy with that series. I think they're going to do something great with all the Disney Plus stuff, let alone with the uh, the Ghost Rider. This next movie, however, is looking like that. All the reports that we heard are they're teaming to be true. Spider Man Three reportedly features a team up that will make fans very happy in their no no regions. So obviously. The events of Far From Home left one Peter Parker with, really, uh, uh, left with his dick out in his hand. And everybody knew that he no. was Spider-Man. And Great. he's going to need a goddamn good lawyer, ain't he? <laughs> one Charlie Cox. Is Fozzie available? Is no, Fozzie is not available. Is he available? Does we're, he know? We're him? not going with She-Hulk. We're going with Cox. Charlie Cox, that is. Matthew Murdoch, Daredevil, is going to be Spider-Man's lawyer. And this fan art poster is everything that I want from Spider-Man 3. Give me this movie. That is the movie I want. Bringing Daredevil back because I don't know why you hate him, but I absolutely loved Charlie loved Cox Daredevil as Daredevil. He was a great Matt Murdock. Shitty Let lawyer. alone that, yes, he put his he job a as lawyer. a superhero over being a lawyer, Sweet. which is probably only going to hurt Spider-Man, really. If you're going to get a lawyer, you want a lawyer, not a lawyer superhero. It's kind of my point. Hey, did you, get, did you get everything lined up for the case? Well, I mean, we were fighting crime last night. Yeah, you were right next to me, remember? Like, No, I didn't get it righty. <laughs> And what do you expect me to do? Write it? <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, all right. Uh, like, I really want this movie. Give me oh. Matt Murdock. 
not gonna say the other word. I'm going to go fight lawyer. crime and not get paid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a lawyer, so what? Well, he actually does. He's not a very good lawyer. He's not a good lawyer. He's not a very good business. No, he's not either, a good Because he does a lot of quid pro quo and does not. I don't even know how he pays his rent. Like, how does he? How do you pay your bills? Well, quid pro, quid pro, pro quo is paid by the state because he has to get paid by somewhere. This man, James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn. Uh, teases Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with a Drax plushie. I don't know how that teases uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Really? Some out. of these people stretch on their uh, reviewing. In the meat of the story goes to the comments of the fans. Because after he put, uh, puts this out there, of course, immediately the, an onslaught of fan qu- questions come naturally. And Next came one of the fans asking for any news of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Gunn vaguely replied, I won't start filming for a year or so. So Gunn is in production of the Suicide Squad right now. He likely won't be able to begin production until the end of 2020, early 2021, for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and it doesn't have any official release date. Previous reports uh, suggest a premiere, of February 2023 for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Suicide Squad has a premiere set for August 21st. So he's just he's just trying to light Twitter on. Yeah, but even still, letting them know that you're not going to get to the movie for at least a year and start the process, you're setting up expectations for it and you're not still even still even if he doesn't get to it for a year, so he starts end of 2020 to start doing it, you're not going to see it until 2023. Yeah, you still we're, it's still a long way off, and Guardians was not the movie that people thought that they would want. It was James Gunn's vision and everything that he did for the series, and Kevin Feige and all of them planning yeah, it good. out that really added to the Guardians and made people focus on them. So that's why, yeah, you got to give it time to really build up to something epic, especially after Guardians too. Which was a really good film. And Venom Ghost Rider would be an awesome Ghost Rider. Joe Gilmore suggested out there. As well as uh, all I have to do is have Matt Murdock dress up like Spider-Man and then appear at the same spot as Peter Parker. Boom. Done. And on to the new villain. <laughs> That's how you... You really kind of broke that down, Joe. You've got to be the ultimate wall janger of the week. Especially for helping us fix the audio problem. That we didn't know what we had. So, this story, it makes it sound like something different than what it is. But J.K. Simmons, you know him and love him uh, from the Farmers Insurance Commercials. Yes. Bump, 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 bump. And as well as one J. Jonah Jameson. So, it's still not known how much of a role J.J. will have in the new third Spider-Man movie, there is reportedly some interest in Sony's camp, with sources saying that Sony wants Simmons for a reoccurring role in the Sony Marvel Universe. Okay. So, it has some fans speculating that they want him as uh, Sony Nick Fury. I don't see that. I see that I see him as JJ for the Sony Universe, and having him tie in Venom and Morbius and all the other properties that they're going to do 
as well as tie in with Spider Man, I see them doing that with him being reporting in the background of like Having a Venom symbiote attacking San Francisco and making its way up to New York. Have that report in Spider Man three let's, and let's lead just, into Venom two. Let's let's just meld kind of like what Sony did with what what well what Insomniac did with uh, with uh, Spider Man and Jameson, yes. And put him as like a new, like as a radio recorder. Mm -hmm. Just do that. Use that idea. Pull that idea from there. <clears throat> Have him at like as a fall from grace from trying to out Spider Man all the time. Yeah. All right. All right. And so he gets a radio show, and then he could still be like he could be inserted at any point in time in any one of those movies because he's on the radio. So if yeah. you go through Venom, you can go through the Sinister Six, yeah. you can go through Spider-Man 3, he can he be inserted because all you have to do is just have a, a little clip of him in the background. I really can't wait to see what they do for a Sinister Six movie because I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. No matter how the Sony-Disney um, love feud goes on, I think that the Spider-Man property has a touch of something that it didn't have before with the Sam Raimi. And and the Andrew Garfield runs. It has something that you know, especially with Tom Holland saying like, "I'll be your Spider-Man forever." And they're like, "Okay, Tom, you be our Spider-Man forever." Everybody's fine with the relationship, <laughs> and it's just like he doesn't know whether he's going to live with mom or dad. <laughs> so it's kind of like he's fine with living with mom, Disney. You know, I mean, life would be cool. All his friends are there. But Very then, also, places Papa Sony has a really dope apartment, and he lets him stay up as late as he wants. <laughs> so he's really torn. <laughs> um, and as long as they have imagine? equal, you know, visitation rights, you want it could be a healthy split? relationship. You want a fifty-fifty? Yeah, split? I would love for not them to have a fifty-fifty. In New York, split. it's not allowed. We have multiverses. They can have a, a you know a visitation cycle. That might be the title of the podcast. We have multiverses. <laughs> they can have a visitation cycle. It's a bit lengthy. It's yes. a bit lengthy. But um, I really... Uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, those MV, are the movies that I'm really visitation. On. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really focusing on those two movies. Doctor Strange and Spider-Man for the future of the Could MCU. Could you imagine just, just like a thought process, like how far if Feige got a hold of J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson? Just give him like a good backstory, like a fall from grace kind of story, reason why he's now left the bugle. Yeah. And like and, and, and watch him from afar of like Peter Parker doing Endgame and and uh, Infinity War. Another interesting point from Joe Gilmore, Sinister Six needs to have at least two movies to do it right. And yes. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I agree with that give too. Two movies to really flow through, let a lot of twists and turns happen. Backstabbing, setting up, I think that could be great. So, along with this next story, uh, Netflix's The Witcher producers are making a live action Final Fantasy. Um, How do you feel about it? It's not six. I, I just gotta let you down easy that way. It's not six. Don't worry, bud. It's, if, if they can make the story as compelling as 14. I, 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 no. 
quickly <laughs> hopped off the boat and into the river. Like, fuck that. <laughs> You're on your own. Bye. You're on your own. Um, the, but the game is good. It is now, it's not the dumpster fire that it was. It's not six. Was it eight? No, it's not eight. It's 14. Bye. Good luck with that. Don't tell anyone I knew you. <laughs> it's still like 14 is now a, a you know, after the debacle of release that it was. Just yeah. like most of the games that we come into this age now, like the last this ten year cycle is like, oh, we have a poor release. Oh, we're just going to fix it. Oh, we're just going to you know, oh, we we screwed up. We're just going to release what we should have done, and then do it. Uh, I hate that. That Trivia Award says it won't be good, but it will. It be says good. Final I Fantasy XIV: World of Azoria. Uh, the show doesn't have a home uh, like Netflix or Amazon, um, <laughs> and it probably won't get one. But the, on Thursday, Sony Pictures Television announced a partnership with Square Enix and a production company called Hive Mind. Hive Mind are, is the production company behind The Witcher and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That was actually good. So they're behind that, and it's a live-action series. Screenwriters Ben Lustig and Jake Thornton, known for their uh, spec scripts on The Well Initiative, uh, they serve. They will serve as writers and executive producers on behalf of Hive Mind, and one character is confirmed so far for this series, which is Sid, who has been in all of them. everyone, every as single one, one. as well as uh, Biggs and Wedge and Chocobos. Chocobos are confirmed. I don't know if they have healing properties, but we'll find out. How do you feel about them, man? It's a Final Fantasy. Even if they start off on fourteen, it's just in that world, and you could get a the problem with fourteen. Story with. So the problem with fourteen and eleven is because they're MMOs. Yeah, you cannot have an actual granular story because they're so open ended. Like if you're going to have a Final Fantasy, treat it like a. Final it's a Fantasy. story without any conclusion, is what it is. But correct. I mean, but still, Final Fantasy. This is just in that world, and it's a story told in that universe in an MMO, they're probably going to lead it up to the next season, but that's what everybody yeah, does they did, now. Yeah, they did connected content with Final Fantasy fifteen, And this is me assuming that somebody can make a good video game movie. We see the, the track record on that is... Exactly. <laughs> movies about video games, like Wreck-It Ralph or something like that, that is about video game characters. It's about the the industry. That is that is about the lore. Yeah, the lore, but not the not actual game content uh, itself. You know, Witcher is from the uh, a telling of the book. We haven't gotten this movie is a telling from you know Duke Nukem. We haven't gotten a good game movie, which I think is desperately needed. If anybody can do it, it's Netflix. I agree with that. Or Amazon. I Joe's also agree with that as assessment. Who Joe suggests Final Fantasy 2? Okay. Final Fantasy 2 or Final Fantasy 4? Because Final Fantasy 4 in the States was Final Fantasy 2. That was like, you know, he's the F- Dark Knight. F- 2 is what he says. So he would probably be going with 2. So the NES, the NES not the Super NES version. Yes. Okay. I would assume... You two Final Fantasy nerds can talk amongst yourselves. I was just adding a story in because I know you like it. <laughs> That's it. I was just trying Final to Fantasy nice. 4, which was 2 on Super Nintendo, was the tale of Cecil being a Dark Knight and then his redemption of being becoming a paladin. He said Ness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it was Ness. <laughs> Thank you for answering, Joe. 
Um, but the next story is a little bit of a leak, as it were, because of the holidays. Really? A leak? Yeah. Um. Well, a holiday gift leak at Rockstar. So we, all, we know all too well that there's no such thing as leaks anymore. It's the leaks, planned <laughs> leaks. Yeah, the planned leak is supposedly confirming locations for Grand Theft Auto Six, which I think everybody is well Perhaps aware. Scroll it's going to be in multiple cities. It's going to be, um, but I don't care where it's at. Just give me Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, just give me running around doing missions and killing people. That's and one doing. of those settings will be South America. What they found out is the Rockstar, uh, like many companies, gave their employees a holiday gifts, and which some are speculating from some of those gifts that it leads to this location. Among the gift items were two badges of flags of two countries: Jamaica and Colombia. So. Being is that Colombia has a very high affinity for crime. Cartel. They're probably going to be, yeah, they're probably going to Colombia and Jamaica, as well as probably Miami. It's probably going to be that area. You're going to go in, GTA, start in uh, Vice, Vice City, City, and go off, start from Vice, go to uh, Colombiana, they'll call it, and Jamaica, and you'll, okay, yeah, you'll smoke... <laughs> You'll smoke mead, and it'll get you fucked up, and you know you'll go off and <laughs> ski and boat and just fight like, sharks just like, and just shit. like that. You know that. Alien it'll be Scarface, show. but your Grand Theft Auto Scarface. Okay, who's a really good game? The original. It really was yeah. Scarface. Yeah. Vice yeah. City. Vice City was a really good game, it, and it was. It was. Scarface. See, Vice City was good, but Scarface built on what Vice City gave you. And it was in Scarface Universe if Tony Montana did not die. (laughs) And it was just, it was so cheesy, but it was so good. Give me a remaster Scarface, I remember the the Wawa that used to be on Edgemont Ave before the Super Wawa was built. Mm -hmm. My friend Keith and I were talking about playing Scarface on the original Xbox. And behind us was two cops, and we were talking about having Kilo in the trunk. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, we're talking about Scarface the game. I mean, you can check out two white males talking about kilos of the trunk. <laughs> They're just playing Scarface over. Okay, oh, okay. I, told, I, I totally thought that was a drug reference. Not nope, just on the video games. Can't arrest me for that. So the next story quickly is one that yeah we're not talking manscaping. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fallout Maybe 76. Maybe we go back to the... Uh, you want to go back uh, to the manscaping? Instead of uh, Fallout 76. You'd rather manscaping than Fallout 76. Oh. That right there. That You need a weed whacker. That might be a title. That may not be a title. You need a weed whacker for Fallout 76. Fallout 76 adds its first NPCs to finally into the game in the wasteland of wait a minute wait a minute you tell me that they're putting in an in, you're putting in they something. physically actually did work and they're putting it in they're the, putting the in something that they game. said they were not going to do yeah they're putting the un, they're finished they're trying to finish the unfinished game that they wanted everybody else to finish so no. and then they said no I've lost interest Give so something else you'll right. get two separate uh, two separate NPCs which is the Duchess wow. and more two Oh, 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 all the work they did for those two NBCs. The Duchess oh. is going to be running a rest stop or a, you know, a watering hole called the Wayward. And Mort is her best customer. 
It is a letdown, Joe. I'm trying to. I, I just report the news. I don't say. It right, I'm, I'm just. I'm just going on. But they're they're Fallout added NPCs finally. PlayStation, however, filed another patent for their game controller, along the lines of the story that we talked about last week with the uh, adap- adapter for the controller that added two separate buttons on the back. The Steam controller already did that. It wasn't an adapter. But it was uh, two separate bu- programmable buttons on the back. Which scroll down, you'll actually see the patent here. The front of the the front of it looks the same. Besides, there's no PlayStation button. Okay. Um, the back of it adds those two programmable bu- programmable buttons, which gives you a lot more uh, uh, control over what you have there. To where when I did use the Steam controller, I would use it for um, like fighting games. Okay. And I would just have my thumb on the X and the A, and I would have those other two buttons for Y and B, and I would get uh, it. It is very helpful for fighting games. Okay. Uh, like especially for if you're like a Call of Duty player or something like that, it's if it, it, it's easier to push those buttons. So that is a nice feature I like to see on games. Now the thing is, is that it has a US a micro USB uh, plug right there, to where the PS5 controllers are set to have a USB C. So this may lead me to believe that this is going to be a separate adapter that's going to be, or a separate controller rather, rather than buying the adapter to have for the PlayStation 4s and such, so you have this functionality on the older consoles, and then they're just going to add that into the new controller. I'm fine with it either way, just as long as they make it work. But given those two extra two buttons in the future, I mean, it really sounds ridiculous, but it really does make all the difference for well, gameplay. Well, like, you look at the evolution of gaming. So we had, what, what the Atari was one button, and then, mm-hmm. then it went to... Just two. like the Xbox Elite controller, Joe. It did take them long enough, because PC, we have a goddamn keyboard. You have all these buttons to program. You can make it whatever the fuck you want. So you guys are catching up, but we still have more buttons than you. <laughs> the Xbox can be used keyboard and mouse, and you can program it now. Yeah. Now. Took you long enough. Because it is a PC. Look, man. PC Master Race. We have Superman on our side. Who do you have? <laughs> do you have Henry Cavill? Oh, you don't have Henry Cavill on the console side. Suck an egg. Not to make it kind of hostile there, but Henry Cavill, come on. I uh, see. See, look at me, folks. <laughs> I play on all consoles. I am equal. Your console fluid, exactly. I don't get hostile no. when people say what what console is better or what console. Well, on the PC Master Race. Guess what? I tell you what's good. PC Master Race doesn't have Last of Us Two. Go suck an egg. Fair enough. <laughs> On that story, damn, we kind of dropped the mic, Chris Rockstyle, on that one. But uh, yeah, man. <laughs> so uh, leaving that aside, there's a serial killer being released in Grand Theft Auto Online. And what do we get if we kill him? Now you get his gun. Scroll up that that gun right there. Yeah. When you scrolled by, the you get that gun. Big break. In not only so, you complete the serial killer mystery quest where you got to go and find the clues on the people that he kills to find the serial yeah. killer. You complete that quest. You get the gun in Grand Theft Auto Online. That's cool, right? You're part of the social club. You got Grand. Th- you got Red Dead Redemption Two. Now you got a separate place that you can go search for that gun and get 
the Lewis revolver in Red Dead Redemption 2 or I'm sorry the Lowry revolver in Red Dead Redemption 2 you track it down in New Hanover Lamon and West Elizabeth after you complete the challenge in Grand Theft Auto Online and you get the revolver in both games hmm. so that's kind of cool Admech <laughs> interconnectivity for people who do go on Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption Online a lot of people do and they're going on both. So this is giving them a reason to switch between the two and enjoy both games. By the way, so if you want to be on my gang in, in Red Dead, so we can do shit. Sure. Alright. Sure. It For won't end up, end up like Westworld. Which we watched past. It, it, a bunch of people... In Red Dead. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people, Joe Gilmore included, told me, like, oh yeah, I watched up to episode 6. Why would you not watch episode 7? Episode 7 of Westworld... It's amazing! Up the fucking door, man. It's just amazing. And there's four seasons. You gotta watch Westworld. He introduced me to it. So, <laughs> amazing show. Ama- We're probably gonna watch it after this. Amazing show. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Anthony Hopkins. You got your commissioner Gordon, Jeffrey Wright. That's the reason to watch it right there. Why would now, you watch it for Jeffrey me? Wright, I will say, I'm watching him in Westworld. I can see him as Commissioner Gordon while I'm watching. Based it. off of that, yes. Based off of that portrayal, I'm like, "You're his, Commissioner Gordon, dude. His, you got the job." His mannerism, his mannerisms, yeah. his cadence, his yeah. like charisma, everything, man. His his morality, yeah. and the struggles that he has. Oh yeah, yeah. that's like full on Commissioner Gordon right yep. there. And I I see Matt Reeves saying, "Holy shit." Hey Jeff, you want to play Commissioner Gordon? <laughs> no, I mean, I just watched Westworld. You, you're him. Yeah, you're, you're commissioner. Don't worry about it. They'll, they'll be okay. You're black. And that's it. And then they got a great Batgirl to they'll follow like, up no, Jeffrey no, no, no. He's like, no, no, I don't see color. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, I love... I see a kick-ass, amazing actor. I really love the what they're doing there, and I hope the stars align for the Batman. Speaking of Commissioner Gordon, I got turned on Connor to watch him, the uh, animated Batman. There you go. Really glad that sentence turned out. Did you love that there. video I sent you of him? Yes. Yeah, I did see that. So the next story is our end segment. Um, the first. Uh, oh no, this one. No, we got we got one more story left. A couple more left. We got one more story other than a serial killer. The two left. So well, that's the end segment. But a man accidentally applied to college with a Dungeons and Dragons race. Well, they are equal opportunity. So does he count, does he count as a minority? This came out via Reddit, and tis the season to file the college applications. And one student attempted to do so, mortifyingly making making a huge mistake. Um, he accidentally claimed to be a descendant of the fictional Dungeons and Dragons race, the Yon Ti. Okay. The Reddit user in question knew they that he was one eighth Native American. Parents kept a shrine and collected leathers and animal skins. It's pretty Native American sounding to me. So he knew he he knew the correct tribe and one that uh, his parents first named when he was little, the Yonti tribe. So he really thought that was accurate, going back from his childhood. Like I'm a Yonti motherfucker. And then he found out that the Yonti are actually a race of snake people, some being like a sentient snake like Medusa with a human head or a human torso, 
and others just being completely humanoid-like with snake eyes. So that if you scroll down, you actually see the Yonti. That's a Yonti. That's a Yonti. That's a Yonti with a flame sword. Biblical flame sword. That's a badass motherfucker. You're related to them? That's fire brimstone kind of shit. That's a family you don't want to fuck with. You still, you guys still got the flame sword? Oh, oh what about a black lightsaber? Oh, I'm sorry, can't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but I'm really, uh, you, you, you can't just put that out on a college application. He has since corrected it. But here's the funny part. The Redditor confronted his parents, and they were, quote, a little bit apologetic, a bit crazy, end quote. A little bit apologetic. A, a little bit crazy. Sorry. Oh, I'm not. so sorry. I didn't get the name of a tribe right, you little prick. <laughs> Is that about right? That a little bit of apologetic? Hashtag crazy, crazy, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, not sorry. Yeah, all for 8%, perfect. huh? <laughs> eight. He's one only 8% eight eight snake person? He's one-eighth. Oh, one-eighth. Yeah, one-eighth snake person. One-eighth. Okay. So we're, we're ending off the 80th podcast, 2019, with... A list, the best, uh, uh, best of list, if, as if it were. This first one is the best-selling games from t- uh, 1995 to 2019. Scroll on down here, and we can go through. Tell them no thanks. No thanks. I don't want you. Um, it's a little bit slower on this thing. We can see. So, Mortal Kombat, 1995. Not there we go. Mortal Kombat 3, 1995. <laughs> game where? Uh, oh, that, that was a legendary game. game. And that one came out on the original PlayStation. And the disc when Super you put Nintendo it. Nintendo 3, and uh, the Super Nintendo came out. Yeah. At first. And then, and then it Ball. came out there. Yep. 96, Super, Super Mario 64. Oh, that was such a good Classic game. Classic game. 97, Mario Kart 64, which is by far the most imprinting of the Mario cards to me. I did play the uh, SNES version of it, but that was classic. And then, following up three years in a row, Nintendo was fucking donking it because they had Ocarina of Time. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. And then, four years, Donkey Kong 64, which was another amazing game. Pokemon Stadium. They were dominating the mid-90s to the 2000s. It which was, is, which is kind of weird because, you know... And then the advent, Madden, 2000 to, uh, 2002. That was multi-console, yeah. 2001. And Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, you mentioned it earlier. Oh, yeah, it was such PlayStation a PlayStation 2 and Madden NFL 2014. Oh, That's that. when it got into more like the Blitz style. San, oh, San Andreas! Grand Theft Auto 2004. That was such a good game. 2005 saw Madden. T- 2006 Madden, Madden was always on here. It had almost been, looked lifelike. Donovan McNabb on the cover. Oh yeah. Oh seven and oh six. It's a little bit misleading when it's the pre the future year to the year game of the year because the, the season. Yeah, yeah, folks. Yeah, Guitar Hero. We can skip that. Nobody cares about that now. Rock, Rock Band. Band. Rock Band would still be good. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Oh, oh that yeah. scene. Amazing. Especially the airport, airport scene. scene. They had to add in an option for the pussy people not to be able to play it. 
And then, of course, Black Ops, another amazing narrative right there. Yeah. Two successful years, Modern Warfare 3. Man, I kind of fell down on that one. Yeah. It started to descend. Black Ops 2 didn't play. Black Ops 2 was good. Yeah, I didn't it play it. Grand Theft Auto 5, while it was short, it was good. And then Call of Duty Advanced Warfare didn't play that one. That was okay. And yeah, no. got a little rapey with Kevin Spacey. Well, that was before his rapey stuff. Black Ops 3 didn't play it. Yeah. So a bunch of Call of Duty that I didn't play. Didn't play. Warfare. Didn't play that one. Didn't play. It did have a dope trailer, though, when it came out on E3. Yeah, because it had Johnson. World War II I did play. That is awesome. And that is a good game. I didn't play play it. Uh, I bought it on Steam. Red Dead Redemption 2 2018. That one is really good. And then, of course, 2019 is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, Nobody played that. Uh, Modern Warfare. No, but the, uh, what was it? The Game Awards. That was the game of the year. With Sekiro Shadows, that's why. Yeah, last year's game year. of the year was, was God of War. Yeah, so this list got it completely wrong. But yes. it was good for the beginning stuff. <laughs> it may be a bit dated. The next story is most important PC games of the decade. Yeah. Uh, this is, let's see. And I would not give any money, even if it is free to talk us. Eve. Oh, I loved Eve Online. It's all about the social environment with that. Team Fortress 2 was dope. The trailers for them, like, the so amazing. <laughs> More thought was put into the trailers. The gameplay was rather just kind it of... Was, it, was, it was copy and paste, but, yeah. but the trailers, especially Heavy Weapons Guy. I still have it in my library on Steam. And he goes, Who touched Sasha? Who touched my gun? <laughs> And <coughs> Deep Fortress 2 was big. Minecraft was obviously very big. This, I mean, and no nine, yeah, yeah. League of Legends, oh, yeah. huge. Arma 2, which spawned up actually Daisy. Farmville. Oh my God, my mom used to play Farmville. Yeah, she used to send me those invites. Final Man, Fantasy yeah. 14, your favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2010, and it's it says it, it decade. says. 14 was not the first game to launch in, in an absolute disastrous state. A lot of games these this decade launched in a disastrous state. I'm not going to name any names. Oh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Brotherhood was an amazing game. Skyrim, fantastic. Still playable today. Mass Effect 3, get the fuck out of here. Uh, CSGO, amazing shooter. Still has the esports team behind CSGO and a lot of people making a lot of money. Faster off it. than light. Faster than light. Oh, that is a yeah. great little indie game. Crusader King. Uh, Crusader Kings Two. Oh. Um, I don't think I. Really that. monumental kind of small games that really changed a lot of stuff in PC, like XCOM. Oh you yeah. Gears Tactics out of that, that really and good. it's just like XCOM. Dark Souls. Mm. We mentioned them earlier, how they kind of terraformed gaming. Uh, not familiar with Gone Home. Okay, whatever that is. Uh, Broken Age. Broken that Age was, was good. Mm-hmm. That was a nice little like puzzle kind of thing. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, too. Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, 2015, man. That was... Mon- uh, the graphics in it still hold up. It, it's just an amazing game. No Man's Sky... 2016. Yeah. That turned into a great game. That once again, wide, had a disastrous, disastrous opening, 
and turned into something like Battlefront 2. Disastrous into something. It just takes a good studio to get behind it yeah. and fix it. And, of course, PUBG, <laughs> massive, massive hit right now for people as well as Fortnite. Um, the cousin brother, or cousin, step-cousin devotion, not familiar with, um, 2019. And Artifact. Okay. And that's it. So that's our, our end segment for this week. <clears throat> Head on over to the SoundCloud notifications because we're heading into the end of the podcast. Um, we always take the time to thank everyone involved in the podcast as well as the watchers, yourselves, and our supporters. Uh, CG Garado, one of the bots, Dope Track. Check out my bio. Um, Ernest Riley. This bot was impressive. Because <laughs> this bot reposted uh, and liked. Bob's Giver, 50 Shades of Green, Podcast 78. And uh, a bunch of follows and likes on the SoundCloud. We thank Matthew Kennedy for liking Podcast 79. Love nuts. And, uh, yeah, man, this is another one for the books. Title pending. We got a lot of great stuff. This has been a full year of podcasting for us. Yes, it has been. Our freshman year of podcasting. Going into our sophomore year, we do have a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of improvements that we want to bring, sound and video-wise. Yes. Live events, different stuff involving you, our listeners, our partners, podcast partners like The Bop and Light Skin Breakdown as well as other podcast partners that we want to still bring into the fold. We're going to have a lot more content and a lot of stuff to bring out to you. And we want, it goes without saying, and we, we say it every time, if you have an idea, if you have like any like any thought of what a content of a podcast should be, yeah. let us know. If you want to start your own and you don't know where to start, reach out to us. We'll help you publish yours. 100%. And you know we'll we'll make it so it's easy for you to do it. All you have to do is just reach out to us, and we'll take care of it. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's our soapbox. We want to give it out to you. Plus, you know, it's a form. You know, not just for us. It's for everyone. Absolutely. And we do this, you know, because it's fun for us, and we enjoy it. And we, you know, if you enjoy it as much as we we, we love putting out the content, then. By like, all means, then like, subscribe, and comment below, and then and then hit the about us page and and, and, yeah. uh, and contact us. Yeah, totally and let get us know. Get into that. <laughs> PJ and WH and PJ and WH at Gmail If you want to contact us, let us know your name and uh, what your message. Whatever is. form, whatever form you want to contact us, just whether it's a comment on iTunes. We don't answer changes. smoke signals, but pretty much everything else. Yeah, we're not going to be doing this. Yeah, but um, like if wherever you leave a comment, yeah, we'll we'll be able to see it. We'll eventually get to it. We'll respond, and we'll open that conversation to you. If you just want to call, hit us up on the contact us on the pjwh.com um, webpage. This way, we can start that conversation with you and hope you get you get you started on doing you know what we enjoy as well. So. So, this has been a bang-up year. Um, obviously, I am one Matthew Bucherell, the Matt Man. To my left is Hero of Time, Link Diablo Bucherell, Big Brother Stephen Bucherell, 
Christopher Bristow, the old man, all of us here at Projangers Wall Hangers, want to thank you for a great 2019, and we hope to see you in the new year of 2020. As always, boys and girls, game on! We'll see you next week. Bye-bye! Lives for it. Here's our secret base. You know what makes it great? Neon pink tank. Because I am literally the loudest person in the room. There is no goddamn way in hell you should not be able to hear. <laughs> We're going with Cox. Charlie Cox, that is. Quickly <laughs> hopped off the boat and in the river. Like, you still, you guys still got the flame sword? Oh, oh what about a black lightsaber? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't talk about that. Pizza. Pizza. It was Podcast 81. Podcast Day. It's a very dangerous day. <laughs> you can barely hear me. Let me just check out one thing. Who said that? Yosef Gilmar. Uh, Is the mic on the yeah. camera? Yeah, it's on the camera. You can have both mics going. What? Let me just double check the settings here. Oh, you hear that? A little background in... Uh, no, you can. We can hear you. No, see. Well, there you go. It should be a lot better now. There we go. In the podcast form, this will actually just all be corrected because we have a really good audio source. But it is nice to know that you're listening, Joe. You should actually be able to hear me a lot better now. Um, you can have both. Right? So. Bye. <laughs>